This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. Where I hear the pitter-patter of little feet outside of the door. There are cats doing cat things. Chasing each other, causing a ruckus. Hey, it's a freaking Monday. I almost came on. Biden gave remarks just a few moments ago, but I didn't see that he was giving the remarks until like he was already giving them. <laughs> for the for like the thousandth time, and I'm not exaggerating, for like the thousandth time in in my adult life, we have caught the leader of Al Qaeda or killed the leader of Al Qaeda. We we drone striked Al Zawari. Biden gave remarks literally 20 minutes ago, something like that. But I don't think that's the I don't think that's the big story tonight. I've already been in touch with Warlord before we before we came on the stream. Uh Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan is speculated to take place Tuesday. Now some of you might be aware of how time zones work. And that it is currently, according to the Google, maybe the Google is wrong. We found out that the Google is wrong with time zones before when we did like the 420 special and we're doing 420 across the country. Google gives you some weird time zones. But if Google is correct, it is 8 a.m. on Tuesday in Taiwan right now, which means if Nancy Pelosi is visiting, you know, usually foreign dignitaries touch down of a morning. Nancy Pelosi could be visiting Taiwan as we speak here on this very show. So I want Warlord to keep an eye on that. She may not even touch down. China threatening action. Will Nancy Pelosi get shot down? Oh, there's there's puppies outside. Puppies outside making noises scared the shit out of me. Because I thought that was a cat, and I'm like, cats don't sound like that. Warlord, Ida. Few beans. Beans. <laughs> I fuck your name up every time. Trying to say hi to everybody. What's going on, you fine people? Uh, I have not seen it yet, but apparently Ric Flair's last match was really embarrassing. The bee's in. There we go. Whoa. Phoebe's in. I was saying it phonetically. Cause I'm, cause I'm stupid. Here's your meme for the day. Made friends with this guy just before the movie started, just in case. I, like, okay, so the housemate was asking me about it, and my response was like, she needs to retire. (laughs) She needs to retire. I'd rather she not get shot down, but she needs to retire. I, so, like, 
the we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about Taiwan so much tonight. That's like the big story. I don't I don't know where I stand. I don't. I could be down with Pelosi doing this, but I don't think she's doing it for the right reasons. Because I know Nancy Pelosi. So so uh, you know it's it's not her going over there to stick it to the man exactly. So I don't know if I can if I can get down with this. Hey Justin, are you trolling? All day or day. We're gonna go over the extreme conditions in California and Kentucky yet again tonight. Uh, also, I have a neat little video: of what to expect from climate change over the next decade. Spoiler alert: it ain't fun. We're going to hear from the Goldman Sachs CEO on the energy markets. Why the July rally of the markets was premature. Uh, Apparently, Bloomberg has been pushing this new tool which calculates U.S. inequality. Which I can tell you is too damn high. It's too damn high. Senator John Cornyn. Test positive for COVID. Of course, we are still on... Biden dies of COVID watch. I assume it's just ravaging Capitol Hill right now, and we are going to have a number of positives reported this week. Senator John Cornyn is the latest. That I know of. That I know of. Uh, I have not heard that Manchin got a negative test yet, so we may still be on... Manchin dies of COVID watch. I'm not going to make one for John Corn. I'm not going to make one for everybody. Because good Lord, it's going it's going to go all through the Senate, apparently. I, that's their plan. Their plan for dealing with COVID is just to let it rip through the population... Deal with it as best you can. There is no support from the government coming. There are going to be no shutdowns. There's going to be soft shutdowns again. We're going to see soft shutdowns all through the fall and winter, both for monkeypox and for COVID-19. By the way, there are are already soft shutdowns going on. One of the news stations in Chattanooga couldn't do a morning show this morning because of COVID. A gym down the street here, not open because of COVID. There are places all over the country having COVID outbreaks. Businesses not being able to open because they don't have enough employees that are healthy. But there will be no help from the government. There will be no attempt to try to contain this. You're on your own, fuckers. It is sad. And monkeypox... Monkeypox is, is far worse than what they're making it out to be right now. And I hate to be I hate to be the one to tell you guys that. And like we are two months behind where we should be in a response. And we're 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 not we're not getting what we need. And this is gonna get out of hand real fucking fast. And I'm not really looking forward to the fall, as I said. Schools start going back into session this week by the end of the month. Almost all of the schools in the country will be back in session. 
And we will see multiple monkeypox outbreaks, mock my word. Among children. And then, and then, and then, we see the train wreck that's going to happen between the groomer discourse. I've been called a groomer multiple times today on a thread. Just because I dare point out that a woman that was speaking at a school board meeting was a plant by a group called Moms for Liberty funded by the Heritage Foundation. I'm a groomer, apparently. Dude kept telling me, oh, you just want to smear people. You just want to smear people. You called me a groomer, dude. The fuck? Self-awareness. I wish you people could feel embarrassment. But once the monkeypox starts manifesting outbreaks inside of our schools, and there's been all this groomer discourse, and and you can already go to the comment section of any monkeypox story on a local news article, and you will see people talk about, oh, it's a gay disease, it's a gay disease, only gay people get this. You can see where I'm going with this, and oh my god, it's not going to be pretty. Because monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted disease. It is transmitted by close contact. Which can be sexual. There have been a lot of right-wing videos, news stories about antidepressants and how a new study has proved doctors were wrong we're going to get the facts because there's a lot of misinformation going around Gordon Ramsay taking some flack for apparently picking out a tasty looking lamb for the slaughter (laughs) the last conviction in the Salem witch trials you weren't expecting me to say that The last conviction in the Salem witch trials has been overturned. A Texas man shot a woman in the neck. The bullet also hit him and killed him. I believe the woman is still alive. Body cam footage has been released of a cop in Georgia who apparently didn't shut the patrol car door. A woman fell out and suffered fatal injuries. A cab. These smallpox vaccines are indeed hard to get at the moment. Do call your local health authority. If you live in a metropolitan area, you probably are able to get it at this time just because people aren't clamoring for it and doses have been sent out recently. We, we did that story last night. So if you're close to a major metropolitan area, do contact uh, the health department. You might actually be able to get a vaccination. If you feel that you are in a high-risk group, if you if you if you are a man that has sex with other men right now, that is the most high risk group, but it is going to spread to many other groups. Probably already has spread to many other groups. But you should go ahead get a vaccine. Apparently, it works with, uh, within a few days of being exposed as well. So, do if you if you are interested in getting the vaccine, 
uh, call your local health department and find out if it is available to you. I encourage you to do that. And as long as you're there, look about getting, look, see about getting on prep. See about, see about any other fucking things. Shingles. If you're like, what, over 40, over 45, see about getting a shingles vaccine. If you're making one trip, why not knock multiple things out? Not accusing anybody of being in a high-risk group for for uh, the HIV, but perhaps you are. If you're like me, you don't do anything I wouldn't do. However, that doesn't limit your options very much at all. If you're like me, getting on prep is not a bad thing. A journalist at an Alabama execution was forced to change her skirt before she was allowed to sit in on the execution. A judge has rejected terrorism charges for a January 6th defendant. However, uh, it appears that the defendant has implicated Trump. A defendant's daughter's, or a daughter, was on uh, MSNBC. We're going to watch that video. Cassidy Hutchinson. This is this is breaking news in the last couple of hours. Cassidy Hutchinson apparently kept working for Trump for weeks. We'll read that story because I don't ever want to be accused of ignoring stories that don't fit my narrative. Rick Santorum, a name that I've not got to talk about very much here on the Troll Patrol because he's not been relevant. Rick Santorum is calling on Republican-led state legislatures to call a constitutional convention. I do not know what the proposal is for this constitutional convention, but the fact that it's Rick Santorum and Republican state legislatures leads me to believe it ain't good. Uh, We're going to talk about the Republican proposal to strip federal workers of protections so that supposedly when they retake power, they can purge federal offices. John Stewart got into it with conspiracy theorist Jack Posobiec. I'm looking forward to watching that video. Uh, Charlie Kirk is going to tell us about the red wave that's going to hit us in this uh, in this midterm cycle. I, I have my doubts about a red wave uh, and I'm going to give you some stories that should uh, confirm for you why I have my doubts about a red wave. We're going to talk about John Fetterman versus Dr. Oz, the Evan McMullen independent Senate race in Utah, and, 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 we've got multiple videos of Herschel Walker. Apparently he said some stupid shit on Fox News over the weekend. Uh, uh, Illy Mistal. Went on MSNBC. Bashed Walker. Apparently Walker got his feelings hurt. And responded to Mistal. This should be fun. This should be fun video to watch. 
All that and more here tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. Reset! Welcome! What is going on? Uh, I believe one of the vaccines that is available for monkeypox is the smallpox vaccine. Another one is a more... uh, The Janssen, which I believe is the one that has been sent out to municipalities by the federal government. I believe it is more formulated for monkeypox. Yes, do check with your pharmacy. Do check with your pharmacy, your your health department, if you are interested in the monkeypox vaccine. I highly recommend it. I don't know what you mean by mRNA synthetic DNA. Is that what you think the vaccines are, Reset? Because that shows a fundamental misunderstanding of exactly what we're talking about here. There's nothing that... They're not injecting you with synthetic mRNA. There's nothing to change your mRNA. Sorry, my friend. Then again, you might just call me a woke moralist. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. I'm not high enough for this shit, guys. I'm not high enough for this shit. And I ain't any of my bong right now. I think the first story I gotta read... Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna skip the order. Just know Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan was the top story tonight. But first, we're gonna talk about... (laughs) <laughs> We're going to talk about the extreme weather conditions. Flood are causing more death and destruction across the nation. Record flooding in Kentucky has now claimed 37 lives and a fierce new fire in North. And it's still it's still raining in Kentucky. But for those of you who don't know, I'm from Eastern Kentucky. The area that is being affected. I saw what it looked like at my mom's house last night, and it it really hurt my heart. My best friend is flooded in right now. Uh, it's 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 really dire, and it's still raining. It is still raining, and it is predicted to rain more. Northern California has killed at least two people. William Brangham begins our coverage. In the Klamath National Forest. An apocalyptic scene. Smoke and flames engulf roads and cloud the skies. The McKinney Fire is the largest California has seen this year. It's clearly visible from space. So far, it's burned more than 85 square miles with 0% contained. And this, and this, this is wild because, like, this is not the Oakwood Fire. We have been talking about the Oakwood Fire which is only about 50% contained at this moment. This is a different fire. Thousands have had to flee their homes. Artist Harlene Schwander is one of them. She says she's lost almost everything. I'm very sad. My house is gone, all my furniture, all my clothes, shoes, coats, boots, 
Everything's gone. I want some of whatever reset is smoking. Oh my god, look at that burn! And has moved across thousands of acres over the weekend. It's spreading in the largely unpopulated Siskiyou County near Northern California's border with Oregon. Officials warn that so-called dry thunderstorms seen here at night produce lightning without rain and could ignite new blazes. Lightning isn't unusual on the climate. I saw that too, Orby. What is something to consider is that every strike has a greater potential right now to start a fire. And today, the fire claimed its first lives. Two bodies were found inside a burnt-out car in a residential driveway. But as flames rage in the west, it's the opposite in Kentucky, where flooding has killed dozens, including at least four children. Search teams scoured the hills from... 37, and that is expected to get much higher. ...dogs joined in to try and find the many who are still missing. There's human scent in the water because others have drowned and been pushed through the water. The torrential rains began last week, and today, even more downpours slowed that rescue effort. Officials say they've restored cell service in the area, which could make it easier for people stranded to call for help. After the water receded, the, the first thing I saw was uh, just roofs of houses. That, that's the only thing you could see while the water was, was flowing through. We spoke earlier today with Tiffany Kraft, mayor of Whitesburg, Kentucky, on the eastern edge of the state. She believes at least 80% of the homes in her town were destroyed. I have seen things that I, as a human being, never dreamed that I would see before. I have seen bodies pulled from the river, deceased bodies. I have seen people rescued by boat in two-story homes that are just, and things like that. I Reset, this is a new show, but I'll just, I just want to put you on blast right now unless unless you are credentialed unless you are working in a lab with credentialed people you're not doing fucking research you've just read some shit on the internet and been convinced of absolute nonsense and you're probably a fucking idiot I just I, I hate to inform you of that I wish you people could feel embarrassment. Learn to feel embarrassment. Come on, man. And we're here talking about my hometown receiving a historic flood. That has killed dozens of people. And you're in my comment section talking some conspiracy theory nonsense, you stupid fuck. You stupid insensitive fuck. Eat my entire asshole, you fucking idiot. Fuck me. The silver I just can't feel embarrassment. The fucking stupid can't feel embarrassment. He's too stupid to feel embarrassment. Igloo! Welcome. You're not right about anything. You're a dumb fucking idiot. You're a dumb fucking idiot. And you're probably on crack. I was on crack. Right. Right. <laughs> well, 
Because you sound like you're on crack. Right wing indeed. Oh, Igloo, I wouldn't say that at all. I am not the most powerful voice on the left. I have a nice voice. If that's what, if, if by power you just mean like the tenor of my voice. Maybe, maybe I will accept that. I've got a good voice. I don't know. <laughs> Phoebe, I don't know if I could do it tonight. I don't know if I could even talk to a stupid fuck about some shit like that tonight. Well, my friends and family are suffering. God damn. I still, I, I really fully can't describe it. What it's like. Right I know for the shit. Devastation. People taking out everything that they own and piling it on their front. I'll, I'll play, I'll play fucking. I'll play Reverie if you want to go at it. I'll just sit back and smoke some pot. We'll make it happen. There ain't nobody in the voice channel, though. We'll fucking do it. Oh, 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 Igloo. Matt Wash called me a formidable voice in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. <laughs> oh, I get what I get it now. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, shit. He isn't going to join. He ain't going to go in there and spout off his nonsense. I assume it's a he. My apologies if I misgendered you. There are... There are female and non-binary people that spout off bullshit as well. It's just... It's very rare. It's very rare. More than likely, you're a he. <laughs> just playing the numbers game. But don't mean to be insensitive. I apologize. Well, no, get in the Discord and tell us about it. Or give us a call. Give us a ringy ding ding on the phone. I want it. I want it bad. Feel it in my bones. I want to push you around. Well, I will. I haven't even heard that song in 20 fucking years. I don't even know why that popped in my fucking head. I don't fucking like Matchbox 20. Is that who sings that? Matchbox 20? I did like, uh, I did like when, uh, like Rob Thomas was on Sunny in Philadelphia and like Sinbad kept telling him to shut up. <coughs> that was good. That was good shit. But we're not going to hear from you. Is that it, Reset? Because if, if so, I'm going to go back to doing the news.
It's not about intimidating you with Discord crap. It's I want to talk to you. If you want to spout off nonsense, give us your voice so we can hear you. It's easier to have a conversation that way. Or you can call in. 917-830-4359. Simple. 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 Amnestic says, prove it! Come on, if you wanna if you wanna show us all you're right, come on. Trust me, bro. Oh god, this this I had this wild ass exchange on on Twitter. Oh Jesus fucking Christ. Let's go back to doing the news. Fuck fuck this. Shoveling out mud in their living rooms where they were just sitting less than hours before. It's just, it's catastrophic here right now. How do you bounce back from something like that? I don't know. I've I've wondered that too. I lay awake at night and there's been many sleepless nights. I can't, I just sit and look on Main Street of, of the vibrant community that we had. How are we going to rebuild and come back anytime soon and be what we used to be. We will. I know we will. I mean, I don't know about vibrant community of Whitesburg. I was doing a ride along with the police right here at this intersection that they're showing. I was in the back seat. I was still a smoker at this time. This was like the mid 2000s. I was a smoker and they had... The window rolled down for me so I could smoke a cigarette in the back. Cause it was like, it was like a fucking, it was like a nice May, maybe August, September day, some of the fall or spring day, something like that. And I'm smoking a cigarette at the back of this police cruisers. I do a ride along with them. I don't, I don't remember what the story was I was working on or what was going on. And we stop at a stoplight at this intersection right here. And you know, there's everybody. You know, it's, it's, it's bustling downtown and everything. And I was like, hey, guys, wouldn't it be funny if I just hopped out this window and started running down the street yelling, don't let them get me! <laughs> oh, fuck. RB, I don't think you need a booster with the smallpox vaccine. If you've had it before, I think what it is is like they phased out giving the smallpox vaccine. Younger generations don't have I don't I don't know that I've had a smallpox vaccine. I well, immunization cards around here somewhere. So like I I think that's the issue. But you may want to check. You may want to check with your your local health department. But I like that the cops are because the cops they thought it was funny. It would have been funny me me running down the the street. Look here here is what we are facing. I just showed you the devastation in California and Kentucky, and that's not even the only places, right? St. Louis got hit incredibly hard. It, this this map uh, I showed you the other day of the rainfall. We are still within this ten day period. <laughs> That I showed you, this is the expected rainfall in this band right here in the center of the country. Memphis, St. Louis, 
the Eastern Kentucky you see. All of this expected to get battered still with more rain. Here is what to expect over the coming decades when it comes to uh, climate change. If we take no action in the 2030s, ice caps and crucial ice sheets have continued to melt, swelling by 20 centimeters. 90% of coral reefs are threatened by human activity. Dwindling crop yields. 100 million people in extreme poverty. This is 19... This is 2030. The 2040s. The world has already shot past the 1.5 degree Celsius Paris Agreement. Bangladesh, Vietnam, Thailand are threatened by annual floods. Sparking mass migrations. 8% of the global population has seen severe reduction in water availability. The Arctic is now ice-free in the summer. Sea levels have risen 60 centimeters in the Gulf of Mexico, where hurricanes now deliver, deliver devastating blows. Two billion people face 60 degrees Celsius temperatures in the 2050s. Masks are needed daily, not, not to prevent disease, but for dust. The U.S. can see 25 major floods a year. 140 million people were displaced. Fast forward to 2100, the average global temperature has soared more than 4 degrees Celsius. Rising sea levels rendered coastlines unrecognizable and Florida has largely disappeared. Coral reefs have vanished, taking a quarter of the world's fish habitat. Insects have become consigned to history causing massive crop failure. Severe drought now affects 40% of the planet. An area the size of Massachusetts burns in the U.S. each year. Southern Spain and Portugal have become a desert, tipping millions into food insecurity. Today, business as usual is making our planet unlivable. And this isn't that long from now. This isn't that long from now. 2100 seems far into the distant future. But it is very possible that there are people that have been born this year that will live to see 2100. Given current life expectancies, given that we don't drastically change that, and the life expectancy becomes 30, 40 years again, Someone born this year that lives to be 80 years old would live to see the year 2102. 60 degrees Celsius is 140 degrees Fahrenheit. It's the next generation will see these devastating consequences. Like, like we, we may be living in the last days of any kind of civility in this world. And I hate to, I hate to be Mr. Doom and Gloom. I hate to be Mr. Doom and Gloom. I really do. Cause I like to be happy. I like to look forward to, to things. I don't think I'm pessimistic in my personal life. God damn. Like just. Ooh, boy. This don't look like fun. 
Warlord, do we have an update on Nancy Pelosi? She's not landed in Taiwan, has she? We don't know officially that she will be going to Taiwan. But all signs point to yes. No, not to... Tomorrow, tomorrow for me. Today for Taiwan. Tomorrow for me. Today for Taiwan. What's up, Sky Comet? Okay, true amnestic, true, true. It was dragged down by the high infant mortality and childhood deaths. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Sorry, sorry you missed the notification, Sky Vomit. (laughs) I've laughed over that so many times. That was funny. All signs reporting that uh, to Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan, which apparently most people think is a bad idea. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think it could be a good idea, but probably the reason Nancy Pelosi is going is a bad idea. Just saying. Speaker Nancy Pelosi is scheduled to travel to Taiwan this week. According to a congressional official and a Taiwanese official familiar with the itinerary, the trip would make uh, her the highest-ranking U.S. official to visit the self-governing island in decades. The last high-ranking U.S. official was Newt Gingrich. Pelosi's travel plans, which remain officially unconfirmed, have been the subject of bellicose rhetoric from China over the past few weeks, including suggestions that her plane could be shot down. That is why I'm asking Warlord to keep an eye on this situation, because I do believe uh, it is currently 8.38 a.m. in Taiwan on Tuesday. It is currently 8.38 a.m. on Tuesday, August 2nd in Taipei, Taiwan. Which is a beautiful city, by the way. The picture of Taipei, it is surrounded by uh, mountain ranges. Gorgeous, gorgeous city. I would like to visit Taipei. But this could be this could be a developing story throughout the time that we are on the stream tonight. That's why I'm asking for Warlord to keep an eye out. Hopefully somebody else informs me if Warlord happens to go to bed or doze off. Honest question. Who said the plane could be shoot down and why? Um, China claims Taiwan. 
to them, Taiwan is part of China. And Nancy Pelosi visiting is an act of aggression. Nancy Pelosi acknowledging that Taiwan is a... Uh, oh, I was giving, I was, I was going to give them the benefit of a doubt. Meat cakes. Oh, I mean, I mean, like, I think China could possibly, they probably won't shoot her plane down. We wouldn't get that lucky. <laughs> but, but like. It's possible. It's in the realm of possibility. Apparently, China is indeed conducting several military exercises. I mean, I guess how could it not? But like, uh, are we are we going to invade China? Is that is that what's gonna happen? What if, what if, what if they, what if they landed her plane and took her captive? U.S. officials have concluded in recent days that China's belligerent threats against the speaker are simply an intimidation tactic, the congressional officials said. Meanwhile, White House spokesman John Kirby on Monday warned China against overreacting to Pelosi's visit and reaffirmed the U.S. commitment to the so-called One China policy. There is no reason for Beijing to turn a potential visit consistent with long-standing U.S. policy into some sort of crisis or conflict. This is according to Kirby, noting that members of Congress have traveled to the island as recently as earlier this year. A senior U.S. defense official told reporters on Friday that there have been no significant redeployments of American military assets in the region in response to Chinese rhetoric surrounding the Speaker's trip, but several warships are already in the South China and East China Seas. Kirby warned that China could fire missiles into the Taiwan Strait, which Beijing hasn't done in a quarter century. President Joe Biden's national security and military advisors had cautioned uh, uh, Pelosi against the visit. Politico previously reported, given the heightened tensions between uh, Washington and Beijing, in a phone call last week, Chinese President Xi Jinping warned Biden that when it comes to Taiwan, those who play with fire will eventually get burned. Beijing views Taiwan as an inseparable part of China and has strongly uh, contested what it views as U.S. interference in domestic affairs. Meanwhile, in Washington, fears have grown in recent months that Xi plans to invade the island. The U.S. God damn, here we go again. I... I don't want to, because I got Ukraine wrong. We were we were doing the press briefings, and the U.S. was saying, oh, Reggie's going to invade imminently, and I mocked them, and I was wrong. Now, now we've got more saber-rattling saying China could invade Taiwan imminently, but they've been saying that for years. The U.S. has maintained its one-China policy and does not have formal diplomatic relations with Taiwan, but has affirmed Taipei's right to self-defense and has sent billions of dollars worth of weapons to boost its arsenal. 
Pelosi was in Singapore on Monday as part of a four-country swing through Asia. She's also scheduled to visit Malaysia, South Korea, and Japan during the trip. House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Gregory Meeks and Veterans Affairs Committee Chair Mark Takano are among the lawmakers accompanying Pelosi. We look forward to productive meetings that will continue to inform Congress's work to advance our values and interests and strengthen our partnership in the region. It was according to Pelosi in a statement over the weekend. Uh, Amnestic, do you like uh, electronics? Do you like electronics? Because if you nuke Taiwan, that does not solve the problem of getting you electronics because that's where all the next-gen chips are manufactured. They don't allow anything but, like, previous-gen chips to be manufactured anywhere else other than Taiwan. I happen to like electronics. I'm just saying. Hey, Smokey, you want to come up here? I still can't believe this cat went missing for eight days and came back. I loved his baby. Yeah, no more Twitch, no more Discord. I happen... I happen to like the electronics. I'd have to I'd have to go get a job at a real radio station again. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that at all. Word of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's summer travel plans, including a potential stop to meet the government leaders in Taiwan, enraged Chinese government officials and local activists in San Francisco. Roughly one hundred anti I can't scroll for some reason. Don't cancel Warlord. I like Warlord. Roughly 100 anti-war activists and Chinese Americans gathered in the morning outside of the San Francisco Federal Building to protest Pelosi's potential trip to Taiwan, saying it will... Again, I can't scroll. (laughs) Damn. Damn, San Francisco standard. I wanted to see this video here. Do what you're supposed to do, protect America, protect the citizens against all the issues that we have in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, this message is very... Oh, you're blowing my mind, Amnestic. ...about the dangers of nuclear war. Let me be a little more specific about what could happen with China. If we have a shooting incident between us and China over this visit to Taiwan, it doesn't matter who shoots first. What will happen is somebody will shoot somebody, the other side will retaliate, the other side will retaliate back. God damn, yeah, I hope he's real and I hope he's on my side because I've given him like the keys to my kingdom. Warlord can do anything to the stream he wants. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just I'm just saying like Warlord has all the fucking power I'm glad they are protesting Nancy Pelosi
What, the British can't aim? Is it just because they don't have any guns over there? They don't know how to aim? Like, they aim other things, don't they? This fucking, this fucking website, I think there was another video I wanted to watch. Fucking, come on. No, maybe not. Nancy Pelosi got protested. There you go. I'm sorry the website's being a bitch and we couldn't read the whole story. Oh, am I still am I still on Twitch? Are you guys watching me? Okay. I go over to my Twitch and it's like, uh, you need to reload. Here's the story if you would like to read it, even though I can't read it for you. Let's, uh, I've been hyper-focused on the economy as of late, and I think for good reason, because I think uh, that's going to be one of the big stories going into the fall. California has declared a state of emergency over monkeypox. Probably a good thing, New York, Illinois. Or uh, the I would I do want to point out that the IMF is saying that we are headed for a recession. This is uh, Goldman Sachs's Jeff Curie on the energy markets. Meeting on Wednesday. This could be the first gathering in about two years where the oil cartel uh, doesn't simply carry on with its previous output plan. In other words, we might get some uh, oil market fireworks. Joining us now, Jeff Curry, Goldman Sachs. Well, the price per barrel research. What are you expecting, Jeff? Well, Justin, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's a, it's it's for them to be talking about a recession. Stephen Crowder posed like, "How is the recession affected, or the not recession affected you?" And I was like, "Higher wage growth." Like what? Like, like seriously, we're we're at a point right now where workers are really commanding some power. And then, like, the response back to it is always like, "Well, thanks to inflation, it's eating everything up." I that is just because of the bottleneck in the supply line. I would assume that would account for most of it since we're seeing it worldwide. You know, you know, the, the overall fundamental picture, um, you know, at this point right now, we'd expect that they would likely roll over. But I think, you know, the, the key point here is that what we see on in terms of the fundamentals of the demand there is a slowdown occurring, but it's not a contraction. And I think that that's what's being confused in the narrative. Exactly. It's not a contraction. Potential big contraction recession going on that's broad based across commodities, given the pullback in prices. But the reality is that the underlying picture is slower demand growth after a very torrid pace earlier this year and not an outright contraction. Um, you know, so it's not like the fundamental picture is distorted extremely one way or the another, but the financial markets are pricing in something very different. This is one thing I said last week in the previous week is the physical markets are telling a very different story than the financial markets. We would sometimes view the uh, the interest rate sector as a, as a commodity. The, what what the heck is happening there with the, with the ten year, Jeff? And does that inform your? Uh, your decisions and analysis about everything else. Um, you know, absolutely. It's very much like a commodity in the sense that the price has an economic purpose of either, you know, creating or slowing demand growth or creating supply or slowing supply growth. 
Um, and so when we look at whether if it's the interest rates, the break-even inflation, the commodity prices, they basically priced in an environment in which energy crisis over, food crisis over, um, you know, inflation under control. The five-year, five-year sitting at you know, what 2.3 percent um, break-even, and I think the commodity markets are doing identically what the bond markets are doing. Um, you know, and that can really be seen by looking at the gap between the cash price for oil and where the forwards are trading. Brent, September Brent went off the board at one hundred and ten dollars a barrel. I do. I want to. I don't. I want to remind everybody that, like, I don't think this dude has any clue what he's talking about. I don't think anybody in the financial sector has any idea what they're talking about. I think all of this shit is made up. I think I could go and be on TV and work as a financial analyst and probably do a better job than like a Jim Cramer. None of these fucks know what they're talking about. And I'm not, I'm not really even understanding what he's trying to say. I just saw him grab his fist like this. The July rally in the market was apparently premature. Going to go to, uh, I believe this is Africa Business Insider. That was on crack. (laughs) (laughs) The market is not the economy and the July rally in the stock market was premature. This is according to top economist Mohammed El Iran. Arian. Arian. Aaron. I don't fucking know. Really small here. Let me make this. After suffering the worst first half of the year since 1970, the S&P finished its best month in two years in July. But we're in a recession. Best month in two years in July. Weird. Weird. But top economist uh, Mohammed El Irian, Aaron, Aaron, isn't calling a bottom just yet, suggesting that the recent rally is at odds with the economic data. July was an illustration of the adage that the market is not the economy. El Ariad uh, said in an op-ed for Bloomberg on Monday, despite a 12% gain for the S&P 500 last month, El Arian uh, emphasized that the economy has not shown signs of improvement. Consumer price index data clocked in at a 41-year record of 9.1% in June, leading the Federal Reserve to issue another aggressive rate hike last week as officials scramble to put out the inflation fire. Gross domestic product also declined for the second consecutive quarter, putting the U.S. into a technical recession, even if it hasn't been officially called by the National Bureau of Economic Research, who, by the way, they are the ones who declare a recession... And they say, no, not necessarily two months of negative growth. Because you, you're seeing a lot of right-wingers like, ooh, the Democrats are trying to redefine the term recession. No. No, they are not. Did I say something else? I'm sorry, two quarters. I'm sorry. The National Bureau of Economic Research is the group in charge of declaring a recession and they have several criteria. They have declared a recession without two consecutive months. I did it again. Without two consecutive quarters of negative growth. 
And they said we have not been in a recession after two months of negative growth. This poor outlook extends beyond the U.S. with energy supply shortages stemming from the Russian sanctions and rising inflation worldwide. The International Monetary Fund said the outlook on the global economy looked gloomy and more uncertain. By the way, Warlord, tell me something. Uh, The U.K. has a higher inflation rate by about a point and and two-thirds, I think. I might be off on, on the number, but you... The UK definitely has a higher inflation rate than the US. Are you seeing the same kind of far-right propaganda that we're seeing here in the US? Or uh, is that not a thing because you have a conservative government in place? I'm interested. I'm interested to know. I had to look that data up. Uh, The US is like middle of the pack in terms of dealing with inflation. There are seven, eight countries ahead of us that have a higher inflation rate than we do currently. A lot of countries, Japan has a very low inflation rate. So kind of, kind of a weird position we're in right now. But I wonder if Japan's inflation rate being so low has more to do with, you know, their supply lines weren't as disrupted. Pivot, pivot, pivot. True, Sky Comet. True. I I think they're worried about the midterms more than you would expect them. Shit, it didn't give me the option to push the commercial break back. I was going to try to Push the commercial break back for anyone who is not subbed to the channel. I've been trying to take my commercial break at the same time. So that nobody has to watch commercials. I'm going to go ahead and do that because I don't have any tea. So I'm going to take a commercial break because Twitch took a commercial break. I was trying to catch it. I'm sorry. We'll be back in a few minutes here on the Troll Patrol live. Oh yeah, didn't even make you sit through the whole thing. I hope Twitch is back. I don't want people to have to watch commercials. But if you gotta do it... I don't want you to miss out on like any of the like actual content, any of the stories we're doing. Like Mox missed out on like one of the... Interesting cop stories we did the other day. I don't remember which one it was. Somebody told me they watched the... Uh, oh, I didn't give you your meme. I didn't, I, I, I promised a meme coming back from uh, commercial break. When it's date night with sister cousin and she gives brother daddy this look. For those of you who watched uh, SummerSlam... You might have seen the appearance of uh, Chelsea Lynn and uh, Kid Rock. Who uh, proceeded to make out after this. <laughs> it made me kind of uncomfortable. 
I I thought Chelsea Lynn was a gimmick, but uh, maybe it's not. Maybe she really lives that lifestyle. Maybe she really into that shit. She she certainly she certainly mucked bang Kid Rock. SummerSlam was wild. SummerSlam was wild. Watch Brock Lesnar destroy the ring with a with a with a tractor. Wild. The poor outlook extends beyond the U.S. with energy supply shortages stemming from Russian sanctions and rising inflation worldwide. Yay, Warlord, you never answered my question about inflation in the media. Like, does your media talk about inflation nonstop? Uh, El Rion uh, said the rally in stocks last week stemmed from an unscripted comment Fed Chair Jerome Powell gave at the press conference following the latest rate decision. Although the central bank acknowledged they were still highly attentive to inflation, Powell said he believed inflation had reached the neutral level as an inflation level where monetary policy is neither uh, expansionary or restrictive. In other words, suggesting the U.S. chief central banker believes prices have likely peaked. El Arion said that probably spurred investors into thinking the Fed would soon ease up on tightening economic conditions, bringing markets closer to what they enjoyed during the pandemic era of easy money and ultra-low interest rates. It should have come as no surprise that the markets are so sensitive to any hint of a return to the uber-stimulative, liquidity-abundant policy regime. Yet high... Free money from the government. This is the real welfare queens here. High and potentially sticky core inflation greatly limits the Fed's ability to pivot back to such a regime anytime soon. Others have slammed Powell for making the comment, including former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, calling Powell's remark analytically indefensible and inexplicable in an interview with Bloomberg. You know what? I've been I've been saying, what are they trying to do? What are they trying to do? It's becoming clear. They're trying to force a recession in order to take away worker power to be able to consolidate more and turn the spigot of free money from the government back on because they believe it's a crisis period. So they're wanting to, they're wanting to artificially manufacture a crisis. Fucking wild. Let's watch some more video that we probably won't understand about why the markets rallied in July. Because you got to explain why it's hard telling everybody that we're in a recession. Anyway, Shree, why do you still think... When all the indicators say otherwise. Uh, You mentioned it, Joe, in your beginning. You talked about how you have a 9.1% inflation and the target is 2%. You're far, far away. And much higher inflation rate also means you're earning a very high negative real return on your 10-year investment. Then you have to ask the question, why did the bonds rally over the last week? Take a look at what happened after Jerome Powell 
finished talking. The rally gathered team uh, as his press conference was ending and what he said was... Is this the same dude I just read like a, a thing about? No, this is Kamal Sir Kumar, president of Sir Kumar Global Strategies on CNBC's Squawk Box, saying the same exact thing that L. E. Rod said. Was he was talking about a slowing of the economy? He was talking about the fact that as they increase interest rates the rate of change of his height is going to slow down. And this man is no Paul Volcker. He did not have to say that now. He was supposed to be saying that inflation was a paramount concern. Suddenly, it has switched over to growth and recession. Wait, did he just say what I think he said? He was talking about slamming on the brakes and he said uh, that Jerome Powell was no Paul Walker. Wasn't that the dude from the Fast and the Furious that slammed into a pole? Yeah, yeah. You know, I bet nobody's noticed that. You know, I could, uh, I could go viral for like. Pointing out that, because like there ain't nobody but financial stiffs watching CNBC. I'm the first person to notice that that motherfucker said that incredibly insensitive comment. I really don't care. I'd laugh at it. I think it's in poor taste. I'd laugh at it if it was a funny joke, but it's not really a funny joke. But can I can I make myself famous off of, off of getting this motherfucker canceled? I don't think cancel culture is a real thing. That motherfucker will be just fine, even if I can get some Twitter clout off of him. That's not cancel culture. Just saying. That's a fucked up joke. That's a really fucked up joke. Nobody called him out on that on CNBC. So you referred to the Neil Kashkari interview on Face the Nation. Let's, let's go back. The rate of change of his height is going to slow down. And this man is no Paul Volcker. He did not have to say that now. He was supposed to be saying that inflation was a paramount concern. Suddenly it is a fucked up comment. So you referred to the Neil Kashkari interview on Face the Nation. You should look at it alongside a New York Times interview that he gave in which he said he was surprised why the markets rallied in the last couple of days of the week. I can tell him why it rallied. It rallied because Powell gave every indication that he was going to back off. So if he is going to back off 75 basis point increases in the future, you may have a rally for some point in time, continuing, continuing. But as inflation stays very high, as you have the continuing issues with natural gas, oil, food prices, rent, you're going to see the 10-year yield rise again. That, clearly, Joe, is why I'm sticking with my 350 on the... Wait, he said Paul Volcker? Not Paul Walker? No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. That, okay. Interest rates, the rate of change of his height is going to slow down. And this man is no Paul Volcker. 
he did not have to say that now. He was supposed to be saying that inflation... Okay, okay. Suddenly, it has switched over to growth and recession. So, you referred to the Neil Kashkari interview on Facebook. Oh, that's hilarious. Look at it alongside a New York Times interview that he gave. That's where he canceled this motherfucker. Why the or, at least, or at least try to make a name of him on Twitter. I can tell him why it rallied. It rallied because Powell gave every indication that he was going to back off. <laughs> I, I come after this motherfucker with a with a video takedown. He's like, who is Paul Walker? <laughs> Never even heard of the dude. Doesn't even know. I apologize. Hold on. Uh, Kamal Sir Kumar. Uh, Sir Kumar, I apologize to you from the bottom of my heart. For thinking that you made an insensitive joke about the beloved Paul Walker, who I didn't even know before the the story of him crashing. My apologies for trying, like, holy shit, do I look bad. I look like an egomaniac. Like, ooh, how can I make myself famous over this dude's insensitive remark? I'm sorry. I got caught caught up in the moment. I'm like, nobody noticed this motherfucker. Making this cancelable remark. Let me get some Twitter cloud over here. But I apologize. That was wrong of me. All of it. All of it was wrong of me. I'm I am I am not proud of my behavior here tonight. Deepest apologies to you, Kamal Sir Kumar. And I am sorry to besmirch your good name. So if he is going to back off 75 basis point increases in the future, you may have a rally for some point in time, continuing, continuing. But as inflation stays very high, as you have the continuing issue. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Did you like my apology, Warlord? Was that satisfactory? Was it exemplary? Feel free to critique my apology to Sir Kumal. With natural gas, oil, food prices, rent, you're going to see the 10-year yield rise again. That, clearly, Joe, is why I'm sticking with my 350 on the 10-year. Totally based on, on how um, sticky... He said totally based... Situations and I don't know if we know, Tree. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. But what we what we know, it may not be nine point one, Joe. It may be eight point seven. But you're not going to say hallelujah because it came down by zero point four percent. It is still way too high, unless you get anywhere near about three to four percent, and seems to be suggesting it's going to two. That's when I would uh, change again. Remember, I changed my expectation on bond yield in early 2021. There was a reason for that. Today, there is no reason to change my forecast. Right. Yeah, that's the old saying. Why do you change? He's still forecasting rain. In the past, you've had calls that are go totally against the grain. Uh, for for where you remember when you said we we're going to stay below two for a long time, and and we did, but. This, did this surprise you? Yeah, cancel Warlord. My apology was good. Way to your three and a half, and now look at it. It's 265. 
What do you attribute that to, uh, Shri, exactly? The, the perception of a global slowdown, the, the, uh, what's happening in China with the lockdowns, just a combination of all, of all these things? Because that's been a pretty quick... Are they back to logging down in China right now? That not many people would have predicted, including you. Yeah, you're right. I did not expect it in the short term either, but I did not expect the movement to 350 to be smooth. But I did not expect this big a drop. And I'll tell why you why is it addition. here? What causes? Why is it here? What's yeah, behind it? What, what one reason? What of causes it, Sri? The second one: people talk in terms of recession coming. Recession is seen to cut total demand. Therefore, inflation comes down and brings down the bond yield along with the reasoning. Fair enough, Virtual Wrong. Fair enough. You got got me on that one. I did did, uh, say feel free to criticize my apology, specifically to anybody, but specifically to Warlord. And then popped off with a cancel Warlord when he did just that. I'm my warlord von Wolf. My apologies to you uh, from the bottom of my heart. (laughs) I am sorry that I snapped at you like that, and I I I will not I will not let that happen again. (laughs) Apology rejected. I wish you could feel embarrassment. I'm trying. I'm trying to make things. I'm trying to right my wrong. I got called out. I've said I will. I will apologize and admit when I'm wrong. Anytime I got called out, virtual wrong says, "Oh snap!" Did Nancy Pelosi get shot out of the air? Do I need to Google Nancy Pelosi real fast? Jesse Waters has something to say about her. Give me the last hour. Cannon Pelosi, I mean. We are still awaiting news of if Nancy Pelosi arrived in Taiwan, in Taipei. Skeet Pelosi. I, I what? <laughs> Are you meaning like skeet her out or skeet on her face or because skeet Pelosi is just like that's that's over for interpretation. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Oh, you live in sexual anarchy. Oh, like skeet shooting. Oh, oh, my, my perverted in the gutter mind automatically just went to the, the, the sexual meeting and didn't even, didn't even think about skeet shooting. My God. Cause I live cause I live in sexual anarchy. <laughs> uh, 
Still no word on if Pelosi has landed in Taiwan. It is currently 9.18 a.m. in Taiwan. Okay, so let's talk about some senators here. No, we're going to talk about a senator, and then we're going to talk about uh, some of the races for Senate. On and off the range. Whoa, Warlord throwing out my government name. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck, Warlord? My government name? How dare you? How dare you? I always love it when right-wingers... Uh, they, they, they think they discovered something when they go to my YouTube, they find publicly available information. I said, I spent, uh, seven, eight years on the radio under the name Justin Mullins wrote, wrote for newspapers under the name Justin Mullins. So, I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard to connect and find my last name. It's not not like I'm not a public person. So when they come back and they're like, oh, your name is Mullins. What do you think about that? Like, oh shit, it is literally on the front page of my YouTube. (laughs) It It is easily, it is easy to find information. Yeah, 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 in the, in the freaking news. In the freaking news, I I call myself Justin Mullins and tell everyone to have a great freaking day. It didn't sound... Okay, so say, uh, with your freaking news report, I'm Justin Mullins. Have a great freaking day. That sounds good. With your freaking news report, I'm Justin freaking. Have a great freaking day. It sounds too repetitive for me. So that's why I decided to go with Justin Mullins. I, I, exactly. I don't, I don't care that people know my last name and it gets really weird because I get called a, a fake account for the, for those of you who don't know my personal, my personal Facebook account is, is called Justin Muffins <laughs> and that's why Sparkles always called me Justin Muffins. And like, hey, if I come up with like, I came up with that, like it's funny and everything. If I came up with that, like before I came up with Justin freaking, I would be Justin Muffins, Justin Like that was the, that was the whole joke. I was like, maybe people would like me better if I called myself Justin Muffins. And they do. They do. They like me a lot better. Oh my God. Just that one little change. But that's what like, uh, I don't know if it was like a word document or some other kind of program would auto-correct my, my name, Mullins, to Muffins every time. And it cracked me up, and I'm like, Justin Muffins. <laughs> but if I come up with that, you know, before I came up with Justin Freakin, that freaking tattooed on my arm. Think about getting it covered up with a muffin. Girl, you thought he was a man, but he was a muffin. I was mentioned about that earlier, like, uh... Anytime anyone sings a muffin song to me, it's the muffin from the muffin man from Drury Lane. 
It's never fucking Frank Zappa. Come on, switch it up a little bit. Senator John Cornyn tests positive for COVID-19. I am not going to make a graphic for him. We are still on... Biden dies of COVID watch. The Zappa tune is epic and the fact that like... That's live. That's the, the, the like... Single version of the song is a live version he fucks up and laughs, and the band even compensates for his fucking up. It's so magnificent. Well, see, fucking Sparkles wanted me to open a a, 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 a muffin shop. Justin Muffins Muffins Tops. <laughs> And she wanted she wanted all the all the people that work there to be wearing crop tops, showed off their muffin tops. Could be a good merchandising opportunity. Maybe I do need to be just a the, the funny thing is. I don't really like muffins. I don't really like cake-based things. I'm not a cakey kind of guy. I'm not a bread kind of guy either. Like, I'll have the bread if it's there at a dinner. And like, hey, yeah, I appreciate a good piece of bread. But like, I'm not going out of my way for some bread, right? Like, I I don't usually buy bread unless I'm like... I'm purposely going out of my way to make sandwiches and burgers or something. Just not a, I'm not a bread kind of guy. True, I wouldn't be tempted to eat my own supply because that was my. I tried selling pot in college, the first time I was in college when I was 18, and that was definitely the problem. I had to go make you some brownies. Now, I I don't really bake brownies. I just kind of heat up brownie batter. I had somebody come over to my apartment one time, and I served him brownies. He's like, dude, you didn't even cook these. I can't help it. I fucking love it. Yeah, totally, totally smoked all my pot I was supposed to be selling. Oh yeah, I saw that. I thought I thought about putting putting this on the list. There's not video of him saying that though, I don't think. In a statement sent his sent via his Save America pack, Trump touted the notion of sending a MAGA champion and a true warrior to the U.S. sentence in reference to the Make America Great Again slogan. Oh, he endorsed Greitens, both former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens and Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt are top contenders in the race. Greitens is another one of the pickups. We're going to talk about Trump endorsement of Eric in Missouri triggers confusion.
So he only said Eric. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. So he only said Eric and both the both the governor uh, contender and the attorney general contender are named Eric. I'm sure it's Eric Grottens. Eric Grottens is right up Trump's alley. You can't you can't tell me Eric Grottens isn't the exact kind of person that Trump would support. Are pasteurized eggs a thing? Okay, so the danger of uh, what is it you get from eggs? E- Ebola? No, it's E. coli. Salmonella. I don't fucking... One of those things. One of those is not like the other. One of those is not like the other. Like, the, the chances of getting that from, from a raw egg is like one in like 16,000 or some shit like that. And I'm like, alright, I will take those odds to eat brownie batter. Salmonella? Okay. And don't hold me to that number. I'm stoned. It's probably like one in a thousand or some shit. But still, even if it was one in a thousand, I'm going to take those odds because I like brownie batter so much. There's like, we're one of the only countries that refrigerates eggs or something for some reason. Like, you, you don't have to refrigerate eggs, but... You have to if you use the process we use for eggs or some shit. Some weird shit because, you know, the U.S. is always fucked up. I don't, uh... Oh, no, Ida, I leave, like, a serving of myself of, like, raw batter in the bowl just so I can eat it. Because I love me some brownie batter. I fucking love brownie batter. Give bitches brownies. Bitches love brownies. I kind of want to yell at Curiouser in there and be like, Hey, we got any brown? Oh, she made cupcakes. She wasn't making any brownies because we got cupcakes. I don't like cakey things, but I'll go have a cupcake. I will have a cupcake at some point in time. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to make a Cornyn dies of COVID watch graphic because this is just too many. It's going to rip through the Senate. All of them are going to test positive. We are still on uh, dies of COVID watch. And Biden dies of COVID watch. Cupcakes are cakey. Cupcakes are cakey. That's what I don't uh, like. Uh, uh. Hopefully we're going to have some cooler senators. Come the fall. And one of them is John Fetterman. Republicans complain that Trump backed Dr. Oz is blowing the Senate race against online prankster John Fetterman. He, he has been dunking on him on Twitter a lot. By being mentally and physically on vacation. Political neophyte, Dr. Mutmet Oz. 
might have a decent shot at keeping Pennsylvania's open Senate seat red if he bothered to do the work. A GOP strategist said of the vacationing, Trump-backed candidate who is trailing Democratic rival John Fetterman. If Oz wasn't mentally and physically on vacation, it might be an even fight, said Keith Naughton, a Republican strategist turned co-founder of the political consulting firm Silent Majority Strategies. He told The Hill about the pivotal contest to replace the retiring GOP Senator Pat Toomey and possibly tip the balance of power in the 50-50 Senate. This is one of the two Senate seats I believe that Democrats will pick up this fall. They may lose one. They may pick up three and lose one. But my prediction is they're going to come out with 52 seats. This is one of the pickups. I think uh, Missouri with Greitens is a pickup. Battled former President Donald Trump is fuming about Oz running a terrible campaign. Brittany Yannick, an Oz campaign spokesperson, countered the critiques by mapping out how busy her boss has been in recent weeks. Since winning the primary, Dr. Oz has made over 120 campaign stops, she told Insider, adding that he's logged almost 2,500 miles while crisscrossing the state to speak with voters in all four corners of the Commonwealth. Wait, whoa, whoa, Cicero, coming in hot there. I wasn't, I had no idea about any of their uh, religious beliefs. Are you, Giselle, uh, that's his wife's name. He belongs to a cult church because of his wife. Good evening, Cicero. Meatcakes, I don't remember if I, I don't remember if I told you, hey. Wiedenborgian? <laughs> what? Well, let's find out about it. The Swedenborgian Church... Blah, blah, blah. The Swedenborgian Church of North America. Go to the Wikipedia. The new church or Swedenborgism is one of uh, is any of several historically related Christian denominations that developed as a new religious group influenced by the writings of scientist and mystic Emanuel Swedenborg. Swedenborgian organizations acknowledge what they believe to be the universal nature of God's church. All who do good in accordance with the truth of their religion will be accepted into heaven. And doing good joins one with God. Swedenborg published some of this theological works anonymously. His writings promoted one universal church based on love and charity, rather than multiple churches named after their founders and based on belief or doctrine. Fuck, this sounds better than any other fucking church I've heard about. (laughs) One based on love and charity. Isn't that what a church is supposed to be about? When you say cult, does it have cult-like tendencies? Are they are they are they keeping children hostage or something? I can get behind this cult, Sky Vomit says. I love you. I can't I can't keep calling you that because people are gonna think I'm picking on you. And I don't want them to think that. 
Sky Comet got called Sky Vomit by a troll. And it, like, it's kind of witty. Veteran's not anti-vax, is he? I hadn't heard anything about that. Well, I mean, what kind of weird shit are we talking about? I can be into some weird shit now. You live in sexual anarchy. You know, you know. Betterman is anti-vax. Oof. I'm I'm not seeing anything about him being anti-vax. Anti-wawa. I'm I'm not seeing it anywhere though. I can't clarify that. But also, I'm not saying that it's not true. Oh, oh, Cicero. <laughs> Oof. You had me worried. Which is weird because Oz is not anti-vax, or at least he wasn't on his show. Meanwhile, over in Utah, and stick around, we got these Herschel Walker videos. They're going to be awesome. Oh my God, they're going to be awesome. Utah Senate candidate Evan McMullen is trying to change national politics. Polls suggest it's working. This is according to People. He's a former Republican, declared independent, and fully backed by the Democratic Party. He says he's united uh, voters across the spectrum and is the only way to unseat incumbent Senator and Trump ally Mike Lee. This, this might not be a a... Traditional pickup for uh, Democrats, but could be somebody who ends up caucusing with the Democrats, much like Bernie Sanders. So would add to the Democrats' numbers. A former undercover CIA officer who later worked as a chief policy director for the House Republican Conference on Capitol Hill, Evan McMullen, was an entrenched Republican. But when Donald Trump won the Republican nomination for president in 2016, McMullen left the party and forged a last-minute presidential bid as an independent. He didn't even win his home state of Utah, but he knew from talking to voters that many were discouraged by the political climate, too. People are sick of the divisiveness... McMullen, 46, tells people, We've got mounting challenges in Utah. Inflation is worse here than almost anywhere else. Air quality is a real challenge, especially during the summer. We're running out of water in a historic drought. We've got high cost of health care and on and on. Politics and division and extremism just don't solve them, and people are tired of it. The two-term Republican incumbent Senator Mike Lee, 51, was coming up for re-election. Lee participated in Trump's 2020 election scheming, believing that even after all the votes were counted, there was still a way for Trump to win. McMullen thought it was time for him to go. Lee has reliably cast far-right votes since entering the Senate in 2011, leaving moderately conservative voters like McMullen as well as left-leaning constituents without a voice. 
figuring he couldn't beat the two-term incumbent in a Republican primary, and he couldn't beat Lee as a Democrat, Utah Democrats haven't won a Senate race in the state in 52 years. He launched an independent campaign for Senate. The problem, Utah votes Republican, at least in the past few decades. To succeed as an independent, he'd have to break allegiances and win over voters from all sides. Campaign events have included people he calls principled Republicans, as well as Democrats, members of the United Utah Party, and other small parties, and of course, independents. Totally unheard of in in American politics, we're building a coalition of Utahns. Is that how you say it? Utahns? who have not been well represented in Utah or national politics for decades. We listen to each other. That's what's happening here that I don't think is happening anywhere else in the country, but it needs to. Our country will not survive if we don't build a new sustainable coalition to defend our democracy. Do we have polling here? Many Democrats aren't perfectly aligned with McMullen's more conservative outlook, but they are supporting him because they think it's important to defeat Lee. Yes, yes, indeed. Lee seems to be losing his grip. 52% of active Republicans in the state are registered. 52% of active Republicans or active voters in the state are registered Republican. Lee's uh, willingness to participate in Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election and his remark at the Trump campaign event in Arizona that Mormons should think of Trump as a Captain Moroni or unforgivable to some. Moroni is a beloved military leader in Book of Mormon who led a fight for liberty and freedom. Religious Utahns who had looked the other way on Trump's moral and ethical shortcomings because they liked his conservative policies found Lee's comments outrageous. 58% of Utah voters backed Trump in the 2020 election, but many can't stomach what Trump did after the election in an attempt to preserve power. Nearly 250,000 Utah voters already turned away from the far right when they supported McMullen's presidential bid in 2016. McMullen's campaign sees this as an opening. Well, I want to see the polling. It said the polling showed it didn't say anything about the polling unless I missed it. Because it says polls suggest it's working. Let's find a poll, shall we? Lee leads by 19 points over McMullen, but that's Breitbart. Here is Yahoo News reporting from the Hill. Mike Lee holds a slight lead in Senate re-election bid. Poll found 41% of registered Utah voters would support Lee compared to 30% or 37% supporting McMullen. 19% said they were undecided. So there you go. Now let's look at the Senate race in Georgia where Raphael Warnock leads Herschel Walker, but it's closer than it should be. He only leads him by four or five points. What about your work? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started watching this earlier. 
Let's hear from Herschel Walker yesterday on Fox explaining his gaffes and scandals. The that a Democrat has are not working. This is debate October 16th. Warnock has accepted three invitations to debate his opponent, Herschel Walker. Yet Herschel Walker still refuses to agree to any debate. Why would you commit to October 16th? Well, one of the first things you got to think about a debate is for the people, not for any press or True. for any uh, uh, political party. He keeps talking about debates because he don't want to talk about his terrible record. Within a week of you getting the nomination, uh, outcomes, revelations about three children they say you haven't acknowledged in the past. That answer made absolutely no sense. He doesn't want to talk about his record. The debate is for the people. We know about your son Christian. What about the three others? I've acknowledged my other kids, and the thing I didn't acknowledge them here because, and now my uh, my daughter. Not high enough for this shit. At some of the functions I've been at, my two youngest kids, I'm not going to acknowledge them because I don't want them to be on any kind of scrutiny. One of the problems Christian has, he finished his last year in college with security guards. Well, why do we have to live in a country? that people have to have security guards because we believe in something different than you believe in. Are you involved in their lives? Oh, I've always been involved in their life. They're, they're my, those little boys, I love them to death, and they know that their dad loves them, and that's what counts. What about your work with the FBI? You said in the past you worked for the FBI. Did you? No, I never said I worked with the FBI. I said I worked with, I've been to the FBI. Yeah, you did. FBI, which I did. You talked you about didn't do that. China's air and our air. I was good air, decided to float over to China, bad air. <laughs> So when China gets out good air, their bad air got to move. And what did you mean by that? You know that is very simple. We have clean air here. China do not have clean air. And I said, we're doing our part. So you rip up the Paris climate deal until China and Russia. Right wingers are morons. There. And I said, we're doing our part. So you rip up the Paris climate deal until China and Russia uh, have bought in. Well, everyone got to buy in. Don't you think everybody got to buy in? If everybody don't buy in, what do we do? All eyes are on Georgia right now. Luckily, Warnock leads. Do we have any update on Nancy Pelosi? I should just keep this up. Keep refreshing. The White House has said Pelosi has a right to visit Taiwan. So I assume, I assume she is going forward if the White House is issuing that statement. They would be aware of her plans. Go back to Herschel Walker, though. Apparently he got into a fight with Ellie Mistal on MSNBC. Former Georgia football star and NFL running back Herschel Walker has responded to the comments made about him on MSNBC. Walker, who is running for a seat in the U.S. Senate out of Georgia, responded to being called a I'm not going to say it by an MSNBC analyst. This is going to be fun, except for uh, it's being blocked. I'm going to pull up on a different browser perhaps here. Oh, I didn't have the phone lines up. Damn, that sucks. Somebody could have been trying to call.
Nope, we haven't got any calls, unfortunately. This one. Oh, wait a minute, this is this is the response. Let's let's hear what Ellie Mistal has to say. A close election in Georgia because Walker is has the backing of the Republicans. Now you ask why are Republicans backing this man who's so clearly unintelligent, who so clearly doesn't have independent thoughts, but that's actually the reason. Walker's right. gonna do what he's told. And that's what Republicans like. That's what Republicans want from their Negroes to do what they're told. And Walker presents exactly as a person who lacks independent thoughts, lacks an independent agenda, lacks an independent ability to grasp policies. And he's Now, uh, for those of you who might be listening to the audio, Ellie Mistal is definitely a black man, a very smart man. We're not calling him out for not debating. This is Walker's response to Ellie Mistal. Good morning. You know, a lot of people have been asking me to say something about the man on MSNBC that called me the N-word. Here's what I got to say about that. Shame on MSNBC and shame on him. I'm going to pray for both of them because they need Jesus. When I saw what he said, it reminded me of the differences between myself and my opponents, Senator Warnock, and the left-wing crazy that... Yeah, weird that he says they need Jesus, and then doesn't refer to Senator Warnock, which is perfectly fine to refer to him as Senator, as Reverend Warnock. I believe America is fundamentally a bad country full of racist people. They want to divide us. Oh, did you? Yeah, like Ellie Mistal is like, uh, hold on. I want to get his uh, field of study correct. An American attorney, writer, and political commentator. He is the justice correspondent at The Nation, where he writes about the courts and the criminal justice uh, justice system. Went to Harvard Law School. He is he is most definitely a black man. Oh, was the host black? I don't I don't even remember who the host was. We'll go. We'll go back and watch it again. Yeah, this is Ellie Mistal. Oh, the host was black as well. Yes. Be a close election in Georgia because Walker is has the backing of the Republicans. Now you ask, why are Republicans backing this man who's so clearly unintelligent, who so clearly doesn't have independent thoughts? But that's actually the reason. Walker's right. going to do what he's told, and that's what Republicans like. That's what Republicans want from their Negroes to do what they're told. And Walker presents exactly as a person who lacks independent thoughts, lacks an independent agenda, lacks an independent ability to grasp policy. I mean, is he wrong? Is he wrong? 
Let's go back to Walker's response. They need the Jesus. Myself and my opponents, Senator Warnock, in the left-wing crazy that believe America is fundamentally a bad country full of racist people. They want to divide us, turn us against each other. We have our problems, but we can solve them together. You know, this is a good country full of good people. With God's help, we're going to bring the people of Georgia back together. His his shirt says, Team Me, and he has hard nipples. God bless you too, man. God bless you too. He is embarrassing. He's a very embarrassing man. All right, when... Uh, no, nah, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and do this. We'll go ahead and do this. No, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the commercial break. I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna get a fucking cupcake. I want a cupcake. CTE personified. I don't want to make fun of somebody's head injuries. And he may very he may very well have CTE. That's a, a very good possibility. I I want to make sure that people on on Twitch that aren't subscribed don't miss any of the stories. When we come back, we're gonna see John Stewart uh, get really fucking upset with Jack Posobiec. Uh, we're gonna hear Charlie Kirk talk about the red wave coming. Rick Santorum, a name I have not mentioned in forever. Wants to call a constitutional convention. We're going to talk about the last conviction in the Salem witch trials to get overturned. A Texas man shoots a woman in the neck and the bullet comes back and kills him. A journalist who was attending an execution in Alabama was forced to change her skirt. So much more when we come back from the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol live. I've got other ads. I need to I need to make more ads so it's not the same one running over and over again so you don't see the same ones. I'm getting there. Shit. And pull up a meme. Pepe! Pepe! What is going on? The Quran expressly states that Bussy Poppin is strictly Haram. So, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Who got a cupcake? Is that a pretty cupcake? Good cupcake work right there. Now, now I have icing in my Fu Manchu. And this is why I don't eat on stream. I killed it.
I got another one, but we'll save it. And I got some milk. Everybody's seen Ernest Scared Stupid, right? Get you some milk. Okay, where are we at? Where are we at? Oh! Charlie Kirk is going to tell us about the red wave coming in the midterms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harmeet Dilton. I have no clue who Harmeet Dilton is. But she's going to tell us what to expect in the midterms. Doesn't tell us what her credentials are. Is she... Is she a political scientist? Is she a Republican operative? Doing a lot of traveling and speaking. What are you seeing on the grassroots heading into the midterms? I know you're a committee men, committee woman, I guess that's the right way to say it, with the RNC. What are you seeing politically right oh. now? Oh. Well, thank you, Charlie. Yes, I represent California. The Republican National Committee is the National Committee woman. And what I'm seeing is is very interesting. It isn't just Republicans fired up about taking back the House and about 2024. There are so many Americans across the political spectrum that are disgusted and disenfranchised that I think we are going to see some historic, like 40 year opportunities to mm -hmm. pick up seats here. And, and hopefully that will continue to- She bullshit. Into 2024. And it is so critical with what is happening between the economic devastation, but also culturally what's happening in our schools, what's happening in our culture and our workplaces. What's happening in our schools, woman? and civil rights violations of the COVID lockdowns mm -hmm. that I think that it is political malpractice if Republicans don't think carefully and seize the day. It cannot be business as usual with the usual suspects doing their usual table banging. It has to, we have to really have a revolution here in, in politics. So Harmeet, there's an interesting theory out there and we're going to be exploring it over the next couple of weeks. And I know that, you know, you probably have to just kind of be very careful the way you answer this, but I do want to just riff on this and you could take it, take it wherever you want. I had not noticed that version wrong, but you're right. Massive Republican majority actually empowers the establishment. They've been misusing the word disenfranchised. They mean disenchanted. Disenfranchised means to fuck with somebody's ability to vote. I know, CRT, the whole groomer panic, that's what she means. More than the grassroots. For example, if Republicans have a 60 or 70 seat House majority, uh, then the Freedom Caucus or the grassroots don't have as much power. I do think, though, the counter argument to that is having a massive majority will then make sure we have a majority for a longer period of time. It's harder to chip away at that. I am fearful, though, Harmeet, with those two things aside, that Republicans might be messing up what could be and should be. Charlie Kirk is an idiot. Oh. Charlie, are you seeing us make the proper candidate selections and messaging choices, or do you think they're... No, no, and this was the perfect piece to play after talking about Dr. Oz, Mike Lee, and Herschel Walker. 
But don't forget that uh, I have still not been sued by Charlie Kirk for calling him a Nazi and a groomer. You, sir, Charlie Kirk, you're a Nazi and a groomer. Your organization, TPUSA, you groom children. You are a Nazi and a groomer, Charlie Kirk. Sue me, motherfucker. Sue me. I even changed my fucking name. I changed my name on on Twitter for like the first time ever. I changed my fucking name on Twitter. I am Sue me Charlie Kirk right now. Uh, do follow me on Twitter if you'd like to keep up with the fact that Charlie Kirk has not sued me. I think TPUSA is a Nazi organization. I said it repeatedly in this video. Will you sue me? Oh, that's us. This, this. I still have yet to be sued by Charlie Kirk. Oh, that's all my trolling from earlier today. I want Charlie Kirk to sue me. There might be too much cockiness and arrogance going into November right now. Well, I think everything that you said is something that I agree with, and it is a common thread. Um, unfortunately, uh, w what you we are as a party kind of limited by who chooses to run and then who's a good candidate. Um, I certainly have supported, I'm sure you have as well, Charlie, lots of candidates who check all the boxes for me of what uh, I'd like to see in an America First candidate. And then they falter, they have stuff in their background, or the establishment spends a ton of money to elect the wrong person in the primary, and then we're stuck with that. Look, as a loyal Republican, I'm still going to support that Republican. And as somebody with an R behind their name is always better than As a loyal so moron. Do that. I had to hold my nose and do that with presidential candidates time after time before President Trump came along. And so... Wow. But... but Nothing is set in stone. That's the interesting thing about politicians. You can elect some squish to Congress, mm -hmm. but if the writing is on the wall after they get really addicted to the, the power, and most of them do, that if they want to keep that seat, they better toe the line of what the voters want. It is up to us to not just elect these people and let them do whatever they want, but constantly keep up the pressure. And I have seen that succeed. I've seen some Congress people in California who are you know pretty much phoning it in suddenly snap to and say the things that I'd like to hear them say because they realize that the tide is turning. That's our job as activists, and I think that's the our most job perfect as a candidate national committee to make sure that people stay on track and advance the agenda. The greatest candidate. There's never been a better candidate. Hold them accountable, and you're on the conservative side of the RNC. He's got such big hands. The audience doesn't think very highly of many parts. Of I understand. RNC. Good night, Sky Comet. Did I did I Photoshop his face? Sexual anarchy. Or did they Photoshop his face and make it bigger there? Did I Photoshop his face or did they Photoshop his face and make it bigger there? John Stewart, who has been on a crusade about the veteran burn pit bill. Uh, was out in front of Capitol Hill again today. Apparently got into it with Jack Posobiec. Damn, I'm having a I'm having a hard time with links tonight. 
Gosh darn it. Trying to uh, cut back on my uh, on my cursing. Maybe the YouTube gods. You're so unkind to me. So this is video. It's just a, it's just a short clip. This is Stewart talking to Posoviak. Because no, no, no. these people Don't have suffered for 15 years. Because you're a I fucking look at them in the troll. Face. Look I, at them in you're the face. You're a troll. Guys, I want the bill not a good face. Right. I'm for the right. bill. You're right. not a good face. Right. So what's the problem? What are you troll. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? You're a troll. Not a good face. I'm for the bill. You're not a good face. So what's the problem? What are you trying to do here? My question is, John, why is John, I'm not even against you guys. Then what are you doing? Then what are you such a That's such a short clip. We have more. I'm here with Tim Jensen of Grunstyle and... Hello. John Stewart is also here. John Stewart and I have decided to come to agreement. Have we not, John? Yes, sir. I lost, I lost my temper a little bit. I felt like I was being trolled. And uh, I realized that the important thing is you just got to get this done for these guys and get them over the finish line to get the health care they need. We're at 98%. Let's get it over the last 2%. Please. Is That's that cool. fair? Fair. You shake on it. Ugh. Do or die. This is Jack. Well, apparently they made amends. I serve. So did he. So did all of us. He really was getting everybody's face. Jon Stewart has had enough. He's had enough of the bullshit. I wouldn't have shook hands with Jack Posobiec though. GOP bill would strip federal workers of job protections amid Trump plot to purge career officials. Make it a little bigger for you guys. U.S. Representative Chip Roy's introduction on Friday of a bill to make federal bureaucratic personnel at-will employees further stoked fears that marginalized workers will suffer discriminatory firings under a future Republican administration or even GOP-controlled Congress. The Public Service Reform Act will empower federal agencies to swiftly address misconduct and remove underperforming or ill-willed employees, creating a federal workforce focused on service to the American people. Roy, a Republican from Texas, one of the worst... Members of the House said in a statement, the bill would make all federal bureaucrats at-will employees, just like private sector employee or just like private sector workers, and claw back the inordinate protection some federal employees grossly abuse. Proposed legislation comes a week after reports that aides to former President Donald Trump are working to revive a plan to reclassify federal civil service personnel who worked under both Democratic and Republican administrations as at-will workers subject to easier termination. 
Don Kettle, Professor Emeritus and former Dean of the University of Maryland School of Public Policy, told government executive that this is obviously a huge and major change, an effort to gear up a major assault on the federal employment system that is being helped and aided unquestionably by a set of groups like America First Works, Heritage Action for America, Freedom Works, and Citizens for Renewing America. It's all the same groups. It's the same groups that were funding the, the moms for liberty that were astroturfing the goddamn uh, school board meeting I saw earlier. It, cer- it certainly didn't seem like they loved each other. You're right, RB. Holy shit, but fuck these motherfuckers. Fuck these fascists. Just like Santorum. I don't know what he's plotting. Rick Santorum, guys. Rick Santorum was a senator. He was a senator. He was a former senator. Yes, former Senator Rick Santorum. It's been so long. Uh, At one point in time, at one point in time, if you Googled Santorum... The first definition, thanks to Dan Savage of Savage Love. No longer uh, seems to be the first return. It is like the third return now, unfortunately. Santorum is a frothy mixture of lubricant and fecal matter. It comes as an occasional byproduct of anal sex. This is because of Rick Santorum's uh, anti-gay stance when he was in the Senate in the 2000s. He's a Roman Catholic. Santorum is a social conservative who opposes abortion and same-sex marriage and embraced a cultural warrior image during his Senate tenure. That's who Rick Santorum is. Former Senator Rick Santorum wants Republican state lawmakers to throw a grenade at Washington, D.C. And when he ran for president, you are correct, Virgil Wrong. I think he might be running for president again, possibly. He wants him to pull the pin with a first-of-its-kind constitutional convention. Audio of Santorum's appearances at the American Legislative Exchange... ALEC... The American Legislative Exchange Council's December 2021 policy summit obtained by the left-leaning watchdog group, the Center for Media and Democracy, and shared with Insider, reveal how he sells a convention to state lawmakers. I want to know what the convention is for. One more state, and then you take this grenade and you pull the pin. He told a crowd of assembled lawmakers, you've got a live piece of ammo in your hands. 34 states, if every Republican legislature votes for this, we have a constitutional convention. Santorum, a Republican who represented Pennsylvania, made his mark with his socially conservative views and early embrace of culture wars. After two unsuccessful presidential runs in 2012 and 2016, and a stint as a pundit before getting fired from his CNN gig in early 2021, Santorum is now one of the most prominent faces and advocates of a conservative movement to rewrite the Constitution. Santorum is a senior advisor to Convention of States, a group led by ex-Tea Party activist and parlor CEO Mark Meckler. 
So far, 19 GOP-dominated states have passed the group's call for a convention to limit Congress's spending power, rein in the scope of the federal government, and impose term limits on federal officials. That's really fucking vague. That's really fucking vague. I wouldn't mind imposing term limits on senators, Supreme Court justices. That's not a bad idea. Behind closed doors at the Alex Summit, Santorum urged the GOP lawmakers in the room to embrace the long game. Santorum, speaking the day after the U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments in the case that led to the overturning of Roe v. Wade, described it as the result of 25 years of blocking and tackling by the pro-life movement. It's more than 25 years. It was more than 25 years. Frank Zappa sung about it in 1986. They've been working on this far longer than 25 years. I watched the eyes of Tammy Faye not that long ago, and they've been working on it far longer than 25 years. Senator Lindsey Graham, old lady Lindsey Graham, is challenging her 2020 Georgia election probe subpoena. Look at that burn! Oh yeah, I said I didn't want. I said I didn't want to do ABC News anymore. Fuck me. U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham is challenging a subpoena to testify before a special jury is investigating whether then-President Donald Trump and others broke any laws when they tried to overturn Joe Biden's win in Georgia. Graham, a Republican from South Carolina, received a subpoena that was issued on July 26 and orders him to appear before the special grand jury to testify on August 23rd, his lawyer said in a court filing. Graham is seeking to have the challenge to the subpoena heard in the federal court in Atlanta rather than before the Fulton County Superior Court judge who's overseeing the special grand jury. He wants he wants special privileges. Senator is one of the Trump allies who Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis wants to question as part of her investigation into what she alleges was a multi-state coordinated plan by the Trump campaign to influence the results of the November 2020 election in Georgia and elsewhere. Graham had said repeatedly that he would fight the subpoena once he received it, which happened last week, according to his lawyers. He has denied, he has denied meddling in Georgia's election. In a court filing last month, Willis, a Democrat, wrote that Graham made at least two telephone calls to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, members of his staff, in the weeks after Trump's loss to Biden. Asking about re-examining certain absentee ballots to explore the possibility of a more favorable outcome for former President Donald Trump. Now, it would seem that Casey Hutchinson, who testified in front of the January 6th committee... Oh, why am I still doing the... God damn it. Why am I still doing the Lindsey Graham voice? Sorry, sorry. I bet that got annoying. My apologies. I just kind of like I was committed to it. Once once I got going, I was kind of committed to it. Had to keep with it. I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have done that. Cassidy Hutchinson kept working for Donald Trump for nine 
Nine weeks after he left the White House, government records show... Insider sued the Biden administration for records identifying Trump's post-presidency staff members. Cassidy Hutchinson kept working for Trump after he left the White House, newly released documents indicate. Hutchinson provided dramatic anti-Trump testimony before the House Select January 6th committee. Cassidy Hutchinson, the former Trump White House aide who emerged as a star witness for the U.S. House Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol, continued working on the former president's behalf for nine weeks after he left office, according to government records exclusively obtained by Insider. Hutchinson served as a coordinator for Trump's official taxpayer-funded post-presidential office from about January 20, 2021 to April 1, 2021. Earning an annualized salary of $90,000, the General Services Administration document states. The document established that Hutchinson continued to earn a government paycheck for work in support of Trump for weeks after she witnessed his actions and lack of action on January 6th, even as other colleagues soon thereafter resigned. I don't think I'm going to hold this to her. I don't know what her financial situation is. I don't know if she was looking for another job. Hutchinson's whereabouts immediately after January 6th have been the subject of considerable scrutiny and uncertainty. Bloomberg reported days after the attack that Hutchinson might join Trump in Florida, but Trump has stated he hardly knew her and turned her down. The Washington Post in June reported that Hutchinson did not have a full-time job after her White House tenure ended. Well, that's probably why she stayed on to collect a paycheck. Not necessarily because she supported Trump. Unfortunately, capitalism makes us all do a lot of shitty shit we don't want to have to do. Why she wanted to go with us if she felt we were so terrible, Trump wrote on True Social after Hutchinson's testimony last month. I understand that she was very upset and angry that I didn't want her to go or be a member of the team. She is bad news. Trump, who refused to concede his loss in the 2020 presidential election, to now President Joe Biden asked thousands of his supporters gathered that day for a rally in Washington, D.C. to march on the U.S. Capitol to protest Congress's certification of state's electoral votes. The mob then attacked the Capitol in Trump's name with deadly results. We haven't talked about deleted DHS texts yet. DHS Watchdog knew about deleted Secret Service texts long before alerting the January 6th committee and delayed an investigation into the lost data. The Department of Homeland Security Watchdog delayed the process of retrieving deleted Secret Service text messages and notifying Congress about them. The Secret Service and the DHS Inspector General Joseph Kafari clashed earlier this month after Kafari wrote a letter to lawmakers saying the Secret Service had deleted text messages from the day of and before the Capitol riot in 2021. The Secret Service said the deleted text messages were due to a pre-planned system migration. The Post, citing unnamed sources, said Kafari's office Initially planned to have DHS agencies, which includes the Secret Service, turn over their phones in early February in an effort to retrieve the lost data. But by late February, the office decided not to push forward on collecting the phones, sources told the outlet. There's something fishy going on here.
of the January 6th rioters daughter suddenly 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 why am I having trouble saying it subtly subtly yes yes we like the whole world needs to be in an in emergency mode for monkeypox. This shit is this is giving me major uh, March uh, twenty twenty vibes. This is giving me major March twenty twenty vibes. The daughter implicates Trump in a plea for leniency. Oh, do we have a? Do we have a local news hit on this? Oh, this is a live tweet from one of the local reporters. The daughter of a convicted Capitol rioter pleaded for leniency for her father on Monday and suddenly, uh, suddenly, suddenly, subtly, I'm just having trouble with it tonight. Subtly. 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 I keep saying subtly. Subtly. Suddenly. Fucking me up really bad. WUSA 9's Jordan Fisher reports that Peyton Reffitt, the daughter of January 6th defendant Guy Reffitt, said that her father didn't deserve to bear the harshest punishment for his actions as he was incited by former President Donald Trump to storm the Capitol building. My father's name wasn't on the flags that everyone was carrying that day. It was another man's name. My father wasn't the leader. Regardless, Revit appears to be in line to receive the harshest prison sentence yet handed down to a January 6th defendant as a baseline guidelines for his offense level recommended a sentence of between 87 and 108 months in prison. Well, shit. Uh, they don't mention the terrorism charge. Because I'm pretty sure this is the same guy here. So, Revit got the harshest sentence. Uh, yes, Guy Revit got the harshest sentence, but was not charged as a terrorist. A Texas militia member on Monday received the longest sentence to date of any participant in the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. Seven and a quarter years in prison. Guy Reffitt, 49, was the first January 6 defendant to go before a jury and was convicted in March on five felony charges. However, U.S. District Court Judge Dabney Frederick declined the Justice Department's request to treat Reffitt Reffitt's crimes as terrorism, which would have substantially increased the recommended sentence under federal guidelines. So they did not charge him with terrorism. Did not charge him as a terrorist. Somebody they probably should charge as a terrorist. 
is this cop in Georgia? I don't care about Al-Qaeda leader Al-Zawahi being dead. I said this earlier in the show. This is the thousandth time we've killed the Al-Qaeda leader in my, in my adult life. Oh my God, I didn't even think to look at the captions while I was trying to say subtly. See? Said it, said it correctly there. I think. I don't even know anymore. Content warning. I think it's terrorism. I absolutely think it's terrorism. Patrol car door was never closed before a woman fell out and suffered fatal injuries. This happened in Hancock County, Georgia. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation has released body cam footage that shows the moments before a woman in police custody died because she fell out of a moving Hancock County deputy patrol car. The incident resulted in the death of a 28-year-old Brianna Marie Greyer, according to authorities. Authorities said agents reviewed the footage with Greyer's family, adding that they met with her loved ones in person on multiple occasions. Let's find out what she was actually being arrested for. Authorities said deputies were called to a home on Hickory Grove Church Road in Sparta for an incident on July 15th. While at the home, they arrested Greyer, who later fell out of the patrol car and suffered significant injuries. What was, what was, what was she being charged with? The Georgia Bureau of Investigation noted that during the course of its investigation, agents conducted interviews, watched multiple body camera videos, and completed exhaustive tests on the patrol car in question. The Georgia State Patrol, as well as automotive experts, have also been brought in to investigate potential mechanical failures of the vehicle. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation said its investigation found that uh, Greyer was put in the backseat of the patrol car, handcuffed with her hands in front of her body, and was not wearing a seatbelt. The investigation has also found that the rear passenger side door of the patrol car, close to where Greyer was sitting, was never closed. Investigation has shown that after deputies arrested Greyer, they were attempting to place her inside the patrol car. Two deputies, as well as Greyer, were at the rear driver's side door of the patrol vehicle. Get off me, Greyer shouts multiple times in the footage. Let's let's watch it. Let me flip to YouTube here so we can... Get the full screen. So you won't listen. Mechanical failure of an officer, indeed. I'm not drunk. I haven't had anything to drink. She sounds drunk, but anyway, like, she's at her fucking house, so why? What the hell? Bring out your breathalyzer. Bring out your breathalyzer. Bring out your breathalyzer. Bring out your breathalyzer. Ah! Bring out your breathalyzer. But she could be having any number of issues. I shouldn't. I shouldn't jump to conclusions and say she sounds drunk. Get out of me! Could be an adverse reaction to medication. Could be having any kind of, any kind of mental breakdown. Grab you walk. Poor woman. Fucking asshole. Call. I hope they lose their jobs. 
of the charged. Get off me. I'm sure they're going to say that it was a mechanical failure and the officer did nothing wrong. He, did, he couldn't help it that the door didn't shut. They lock automatically, by the way. I bet you I hang myself soon as I get in there. I bet you I hang myself soon as I get in there. Oh, she is. She's clearly having issues. She's suicidal. No. No. Y'all better knock me out. And I got a, I got, I got a flint a sitting in my heart. Uh, uh, Come on, bro. No, why my brother? Uh. Oh, this poor girl. I know how to get her up. Oh my God, you fucking piece of shit! I don't care. I don't care. Get up. I don't care. 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 Ain't nobody gonna tell you. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, they slammed that fucking door. But he asked if the other side was closed. Huh? Yeah. My damn Bluetooth. My Bluetooth. It should be flesh. Stupid Bluetooth. I'm glad she knocked it out. How much of this body camera footage is him looking for his stupid ass Bluetooth headset? Alright, anyway, he's a winner. He's a winner? I don't know, it feel like we were pulling over around this one. Can't breathe me down, man. Is he drunk? Everybody hit somewhere. Everybody hit somewhere. Maybe this is down in swamp country, Georgia, where where they got they got that weird fucking accent. Doesn't sound like he's speaking English to me. How much of this is him looking for his Bluetooth? God damn. I hate cops. Okay, he's getting his car there. Oh, he found it. He found it. Yeah. Yeah. She should be dreading the ride. Oh my god. I don't. I don't think like if she's having some kind of episode. A cop is the last person that needs to be there. If she's drunk, she's somewhere safe. Why the fuck is, is she getting hauled off? Four years will be en route to the SO, one female, 1095. We're getting a mile, it's going to be 146,211. Once again, content warning. I don't know if like we're going to hear her fall out as he drives away. This is, this is weird.
I mean, she's not being talkative or anything. I'm surprised she's not jaw jagging him. One thing, if you're if you're coming in a little late here, content warning. He has a suspect detained in the back. He was having a a Wait, she already fucking fell out? We didn't even we didn't even hear it or anything. Get him out, it's gonna be 146,200 lift. <clears throat> Did he even get up to speed yet? He's turning right now. And he's starting to accelerate up. I think I heard it that time, but it's very faint hearing the door open. We're on. Oh God! Oh, this poor woman. We don't need ambulance. How fucking fast was he going? You guys saw it. It was seconds. They never shut the fucking door. Cause he even asked, "Is the door on the other side shut?" Send uh, send Grady to their location. Set up. Tiara, you guys killed her, you fucking asshole. Oh my god. No, you don't move somebody who might have head trauma. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I hate you people. Oh, fuck. You don't move somebody who might have spinal trauma. Fuck. Oh yeah, taking the cups off are gonna help her. Take the cuffs off. Give her some water. Oh my god, you fucking idiots! Charge them! Charge them! Negligent homicide. That the dude that's holding her right now is the one that has taser. She's fine. No, she's not. You asshole! You killed her. Yeah. Fucking call for help. Have, you, have any of you called for help yet? My God. 
Tell Greg to come in from Pickle Grove side off Shoal Road. Oh, fuck. I can't. I can't. I can't watch any more of this. This is horrible. This poor woman. I know they should just call the EMTs. She was transported to Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta where she died around 1 p.m. So she actually hung on for a little while. The GBI said its investigation has found that Greyer was put in the backseat of the patrol car. And, oh, we already read that part, didn't we? The incident remains under investigation. I fuck, fuck. I think they should be charged with negligent homicide at the very least. Oh, she died eight or nine days later. Oh, fuck. Charge them. Charge them immediately. And hit the content warning for this one just because, like, gonna piss you off. Female journalist told that their skirt was too short when reporting on Alabama execution. Good old Alabama always telling women what to do with their bodies. Last Thursday night, the state of Alabama took three hours to find a vein in Joe Nathan James Jr., which officials could pump lethal injection drugs and execute him. We talked about this. I was going to tell you guys about an upcoming execution, but by the time that I had pulled the story up, he had already been executed. The Department of Corrections insisted it was nothing out of the ordinary when they pumped him full of lethal injection drugs. Alabama appears to specialize in its extraordinary sense of the ordinary, particularly when it comes to the death penalty. It has now emerged that during that execution, prison officials subjected female reporters who came as witnesses to the proceedings to a clothing inspection attempting to bar one woman from the death chamber on grounds that her skirt was too short. Ivana Harenqui, I'm sorry, I fucked your name up. A journalist for Alabama's preeminent news outlet, AL.com, who I've cited many times on this show, recounted how she was pulled aside by a prison official and told that her skirt was too diminutive to meet regulations. I tried to pull my skirt to my hips to make the skirt longer, but was told it was still not appropriate. The paradox that... Can we see the skirt? Let's see how fucking stupid this was. Oh, I want to I see the, the comments. I guess, I guess there aren't a lot of comments. I wanted to know. I wanted to know what the what the skirt looked like. Haraki was eventually allowed to enter the death chamber after she borrowed a pair of waterproof Fisher's waders from a photographer, attaching their suspenders under her shirt 
to keep them up. That was deemed appropriate attire when watching a judicial killing. But even then, it didn't stop. The reporter was informed that her open-toe heels were a breach of regulation, and she was forced to change into tennis shoes retrieved from her car. Ma'am, you're not wearing the proper attire to watch us kill this man. Oh, yuck. I felt embarrassed to have my body and my clothes questioned in front of a room of people I mostly never met. I sat down, tried to stop blushing, and did my work. After all that, the reporter did her job, and so did Alabama. After three hours digging around for a vein, it found one and went ahead with the execution. James Jr. was convicted of murder and sentenced to death in the 1994 killing... 26-year-old Faith Hall. James Jr. and Hall had briefly dated before she rejected him. Hall's daughters wanted James Jr. to spend the rest of his life in prison. Pleaded, pleaded, pleaded for him to not be executed. So this story is just a complete double whammy of injustice. Luckily, luckily, I can throw a little cherry on top here and give you a story of cosmic justice. Texas man who shot a woman in the neck is killed after the bullet also hits him. The bullet exited the woman's neck and hit the shooter in the leg, Dallas police said. This is fucking Dallas is known for magic fucking bullets now, isn't it? A Texas man who shot a woman in the neck was killed Saturday when the bullet also hit him. Dallas police responding to a report of a shooting at an apartment building found a large amount of blood in a blood trail in front of an apartment. No one was in the apartment when officers arrived at around 11.40 a.m. local time. Police then got a call from a nearby hospital about a man and a woman found outside with gunshot wounds. The pair were in a car outside the hospital. Investigators believe the man, Byron Redmond, 26, shot the woman in the neck, but the bullet then exited and hit Redmond in the leg. Redmond died at the hospital. The condition of the woman, who has not been identified, is unknown, and police say the investigation continues. Core, what's going on? Wow. So, I, I said I believe she was alive, but her condition is unknown. When was this published? This was published today, so I don't know. Can we find out anything more about this? Or are we just going to get the same information regurgitated everywhere? Uh, updated yesterday, so no new information. Damn. Damn, this is a cliffhanger. I don't like this shit. Worse cliffhanger than Better Call Saul. A more riveting cliffhanger than Better Call Saul. Uh, that's, that's impossible. Last conviction in Salem witch trials is cleared 329 years later. Good for her. 
The exoneration of Elizabeth Johnson Jr., the last person whose name was not officially cleared, came from the efforts of an 8th grade civics teacher and her students. Wow. Very cool. Elizabeth Johnson or Elizabeth Johnson Jr. is officially not a witch. As if we needed some sort of investigation to figure this out, right? Pretty sure everybody was aware that she was not a witch. Until last week, I'd never even heard of her, but if you told me that Elizabeth Johnson Jr., who was tried in the Salem Witch Trials, uh, was a witch, I would have been like, no, stupid, she wasn't. (laughs) Until last week, the Andover, Massachusetts woman who confessed to practicing witchcraft during the Salem Witch Trials was the only remaining person convicted during the trials whose name had not been cleared, though she was sentenced to death in 1693... After she and more than 20 members of her extended family faced similar allegations, she was granted a reprieve and avoided the death sentence. The exoneration came on Thursday, 329 years after her conviction, tucked inside a $53 billion state budget signed by Governor Charlie Baker. It was the product of a three-year lobbying effort by a civics teacher in her 8th grade class, along with a state senator who helped champion the cause. I'm excited and relieved Carrie LaPierre, a teacher at North Andover Middle School, said in an interview on Saturday, but also disappointed I didn't get to talk to the kids about it as they are on summer vacation. It's been such a huge project, Ms. LaPierre added. We called her EJJ, all the kids, and I. She just became one of our world in a sense. Only the broad contours of Miss Johnson's life are known. She was 22 years old when accused, may have had a mental disability, and never married or had children, which were factors that could make a woman a target in the trials. Yes. Can we also get official documentation uh, that you're not a wood nymph? I mean, uh, uh, Frank was able to get documentations that he isn't a donkey brain. So you never know what you might be able to get somebody to write out for you. I'm an ordained minister, so you never know what you can get somebody to write out for you. What a new study on depression does and does not tell us about antidepressants and serotonin. Right-wingers have been going nuts about this, uh, saying that antidepressants are a scam. I do not believe that is true. However, I'm not exactly up on the story. So let's hear what, uh, what, uh, is actually up. We're reading from the independent, the serotonin theory of depression, a systematic umbrella review of the evidence was published in the journal molecular psychiatry and found that after reviewing a collection of previously published studies examining the connection between serotonin levels and depression, there was little evidence to support the established idea that chemical imbalances were the cause. The study's underlying questions probe why the chemical imbalance theory of depression remains the default in both the medical community and the broader public, despite the alleged lack of evidence and how that theory became dominant in the first place. 
Dr. Joanna Moncrief, a professor at University College London and a 30-year consultant psychiatrist for the National Health Service in the UK. It's one of the paper's lead authors. She spoke with The Independent about the research, its, its implications, and the response the study has received from the medical community and the public. Well, they're saying this is proof that they don't work and that there's another reason, a more nefarious reason. So what does the study actually say? In the simplest terms, the study found there was insufficient evidence to support the prevailing belief in the public and some medical institutions that a chemical imbalance in the brain causes depression. As a result, the study questions the wisdom of doctors prescribing patients with antidepressant medicines without a more robust understanding of the drug's long-term health effects. The chemical imbalance theory of depression is still put forward by professionals, and the serotonin theory in particular has formed the basis of a considerable research effort over the last few decades. The general public widely believes that depression has been convincingly demonstrated to be the result of serotonin or other chemical abnormalities, and this belief shapes how people understand their moods, leading to a pessimistic, uh, pessimistic outlook on the outcome of depression and negative ex uh, expectancies about the possibility of self-regulation of mood. The idea that depression is the result of a chemical imbalance also influences decisions about whether to take or continue antidepressant medication and may discourage people from discontinuing treatment, potentially leading to lifelong dependence on these drugs. In a blog post following the study's release and in her interview with The Independent, Dr. Moncrief stressed that individuals using antidepressant drugs like SSRIs who are contemplating whether or not to continue with their treatment should do so with the continued guidance of a doctor and to only come off them in a controlled, supported, and gradual process. In other words, people should not react to this study by suspending their antidepressant treatments, but should continue to work with their doctors to address their mental health and any underlying causes that could be contributing to their depression. I, I wonder, I wonder... Let's talk about the academic reaction to the research. Despite those warnings, the study has been met with some resistance within the medical community. A slew of doctors have circled their wagons around the use of antidepressant drugs, arguing that it is well understood in the medical community that depression is caused by a confluence of factors, not just a chemical imbalance, and that those treatments are still effective at managing those symptoms. I... I've heard people swear by SS or SSRIs or whatever. SSRIs, serotonin, sub I have no fucking clue what it stands for. I full disclosure, I take no medication whatsoever. Never have. They are certainly not fake and you definitely can't just jump off of them. <coughs> I'm not faulting, um, no, like, um, I've never, I've never had to take any kind of pill regularly, right? So, like, I've taken an aspirin for headache, I've taken stuff for, for stomach. Yeah, I've heard people swear by them and say that, you know, they've, like, changed their lives and shit. So, that's a, you've heard me read this with an amount of skepticism, but also, like, I also want to be open-minded. You, But you, you, my skepticism has been, like, I've literally seen people say, like, changed my fucking life. 
Oh, oh. Yeah, Corey, you're right. This is my medicine. Well, the brain is still kind of a mystery. We're still very early in in neurology as a field and everything. So it's totally understandable that there's still there's still questions out there. It is such a young profession. A slew of doctors have circled their wagons around the use of antidepressant drugs, arguing that it is well understood in the medical community that depression is caused by a confluence of factors, not just a chemical imbalance, and that those treatments are still effective at managing those symptoms. Dr. David Curtis, honorary professor at the University College London Genetics Institute, told the Science Media Center, this paper does not present any new findings, but just reports results which have been published elsewhere, and it is certainly not news that depression is not caused by low serotonin levels. The notion of depression being due to a chemical imbalance is outmoded, and the Royal College of uh, Psychiatrics wrote this wrote that this was an oversimplification in a position statement published in 2019. Nor is it the case that SSRI antidepressants increase serotonin levels. Their immediate action is to alter the balance between serotonin concentrations inside and outside neurons, but their antidepressant effect is likely due to more complex changes in neural functioning, which occur later as a consequence of this. It is very clear that people suffering from depressive illness do have some abnormality of brain function, even if we do not yet know what this is, and that antidepressants are effective treatments for severe depression, whereas interventions such as exercise and mindfulness are not. It is important that people with severe depression are not discouraged from receiving appropriate treatments, which can make a huge difference to them and those around them. So yeah, grain of salt, skepticism towards the paper. Perhaps I should have done more digging into who was behind the paper. But I'm glad that the independent countered with, you know, a doctor that says, no, no, here's what's going on. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys I fucking love Gordon Ramsay. I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. I know not everybody is. There's a lot of people that have a lot of beef with him. And apparently he caused a fuss the other day. Gordon Ramsay's video appearing to pick a lamb to slaughter receives backlash. Yummy yum 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 yum. Yummy yum 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 yum. Which one's going in the oven first? You. Mmm. Oven time. I mean. People know where food comes from, right? Lambs are fucking cute, but they're also tasty. They're also tasty. <laughs> it's gonna be one of them. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. The offending TikTok video may have been filmed at the same time he visited a farm in Wales for an upcoming episode of his National Geographic show, Uncharted, which he shared a clip of. I, oh, I guess he's... 
He's trying to do the Anthony Bourdain thing now that Anthony Bourdain's gone. Fuck you, Gordon. Come on. He shared a clip of it on his Instagram on Monday. I'm always here, but you know how trade works? You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Right, tell her That's not enough, mate. That is not enough. But as a fellow Celt now, yes. I've got some sheep here. I need to muck spread this field so I can grow green grass. Muck spot? Spread some cow Oh, Fertilize him. Spread some cow shit. The grass grows. The cow that's how the grass grows. Famous in Hollywood and abroad, Ramsey has become a TikTok personality in his own right. Don't let don't let them know that in his British show, The F Word, he would raise an animal throughout the season and then slaughter it at the end of the season. Like have a different animal every year. I it's where food comes from. It's where food comes from. All right, I think Gordon has finally lost it. Someone do something before it's too late. One user commented on TikTok, I am not a vegan or vegetarian, but this crosses the line. I don't know why. I'm not even vegetarian, but this is very sad, commented someone else. I don't know why. What? According to Insider, which first reported on the backlash, Ramsey clarified that no animals were cooked in the making of this video. But not every comment blasted the British food phenom with one TikTok user commenting is like people are just finding out now where meat comes from. Like what? Exactly. Exactly. Many additional users on TikTok brought up an old feud involving Ramsey making many comments such as wait until the vegan teachers see this. If you're not up to date on your TikTok drama, that vegan teacher whose real name is Katie Karen Dykemeyer. Katie Karen Dykemeyer is another divisive internet figure who is a tough critic of Ramsey and has been banned from TikTok for her controversial behavior and her attempts to inspire others to go plant-based. Okay, watch Turtles Breed. You're totally you're totally welcome to, two girls. Go watch some Turtles Breed. Katie Karen Dykemeyer. Uh is she featured in like a meme or something somewhere? Apparently really doesn't like Gordon Ramsay. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not offended by him. Wanting to go after the lamb. I'm just offended that I'm not going to get a chance to taste it. I want to taste the lamb. I bet it's awesome. That's not that's not your only animal video tonight. You know I'm not gonna let you not gonna let you off like that. Feline thought moments before a takeoff was high time to start exploring its new temporary surroundings. The reason why you Can I make it big? I can't. You don't see anyone reaching for the cat and taking it to its owner is because every passenger is required to stay seated that close to takeoff. Eventually, the mischievous pet was returned and the flight was able to depart New York's LaGuardia Airport. That cat is awesome. 
There's been a delay in takeoff. He uh he took he took the he took the plane hostage the cat took the plane hostage that is fantastic oh he's cute as fuck eventually the mischievous pet was returned and the flight was able to depart New York's LaGuardia airports and head to Dallas Texas there's been a delay in takeoff it's because of a loose cat in the cabin this feline thought a loose cat the cat it's some loose pussy start exploring its new temporary surroundings the reason why you don't see anyone reaching for the cat and taking it to its owner is because every passenger is required to stay seated that close every passenger is special pet was returned and the flight was able to depart New York's LaGuardia airports and head to oh because the allergies I totally understand. I know so many people with cat allergies it sucks because cats are so awesome I love my cats. You guys know I love my cats. Temporary surroundings. The reason why you don't see anyone reaching for the cat and taking it. If you're watching on Twitch, you are going to head over to Radical Maniac. Eventually, the mischievous pet was returned, and the flight was able. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun. How'd the Biden Death Watch go? We're still on Biden Death Watch. Biden dies of COVID. Watch. We we are still we are still on uh, Nancy Pelosi gets shot out of the sky watch. Oh, I guess I should check that real fast. But I already already hit the raid, so it may take some of you. Oh, it's it's not giving me a blank page. I'm sorry. No Nancy Pelosi update, but she might have got shot out of the sky. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. If she got shot out of the sky, I'll tell you about it tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol Live. Senior Muffin?